You're listening to the Mortgage Reports Podcast, where we reveal tips, tricks, hacks, and knowledge to help you buy a home, refinance, or invest in real estate. Hello, hello, Shivani Peterson, your host of the Mortgage Reports Podcast here. Today, what I think we should talk about is buyer's fears in this market, because here we are in 2022, and the market has yet again evolved to become even crazier. And there's lots of concerns out there that I've been hearing, not just so far this year, but over the past couple of years. But so far this year, they're really being amplified. Biggest concerns I hear from buyers are related to whether or not the housing market is headed towards a bubble that's going to pop. They have concerns about their personal finance. So after surviving the pandemic and seeing that maybe their job wasn't as reliable or their primary source of income wasn't something they could always count on, that made them fear taking on such a large amount of indebtedness to buy a home. And then concerns about practicality or maybe living somewhere that isn't as glamorous as they thought. The American dream is very romantic, but odds are when you're purchasing your first home, you may be living somewhere you don't quite like as much as where you're currently renting even. So let's start with the bubble concerns, right? Because that's probably what you're hearing the most of out there and the most chatter and noise is that housing prices are so high. They're at all-time highs. We must be headed towards a bubble. And in my opinion, we aren't because the number one thing that would have to happen for this said bubble to pop would be that home prices crash. And the only way that's going to happen is if there are mass defaults, like we saw in 2008 during the Great Recession. So now loan quality has actually never been higher, right? To get a mortgage these days as compared to in 2008, you have to prove that you can actually repay that debt. As lenders, we put you through the ringer to make sure that even in the worst of times, you'll be able to afford that payment. So now that the loan quality is so high, the people who have mortgages right now are not as likely to just walk away and stop making those payments. The other reason is that homeowner equity is at an all-time high. I just saw an article this week that said homeowners have about $185,000. That's the average amount of equity that the American homeowner is sitting on in their house. You're unlikely to want to just give that back to the bank so you can stop making your payments now, right? For a lot of people out there, their home is their nest egg. It's probably the best asset they have at the moment, and they're not likely to give it back to the bank. This is a stark difference from 2008, right? Because back then, you owed more on your mortgage than the house was even worth. So it's not only that you couldn't afford the payment, you kind of didn't want to make the payment because you were underwater. So those are the reasons, the two main reasons that I don't see this being a bubble that's going to pop. There's also supply and demand issues, right? We know that there's a lot of demand for homes. Even now, as interest rates push some buyers out of the market, millennials are reaching the first-time home buying age, and that's a huge demographic of buyers flooding into the market. And we've been underbuilding since the Great Recession. So there's just not enough homes to meet the demand. There's no conspiracy there, right? That's just simple economics and simple math. If we move on to the concerns that a lot of people have about personal finance, this is very legitimate. This is something we've all, many of us who are of home buying age have lived through the Great Recession. We saw what that was like. We graduated into a job market that was non-existent. It was really hard to even find a job after finishing college. And then we go through the pandemic, which again, turned everything upside down. So I think a lot of people are hesitant to purchase a home, especially when prices are high, because what happens if they lose their job and they're not able to make that payment anymore? And that's where I would go back to homeowner equity, because rather than thinking about 
my house is going to be a huge burden in terms of an expense, you can look at purchasing a home as actually your safety plan because one, it combats inflation. You never know what your rent is going to go up to when the lease ends. You don't have any control over that. When you purchase a home, you take out a 30-year mortgage, you've set your housing expense for the next 30 years. You know what to expect and what you'll need to pay to keep a roof over your head. But you may not know if you're always going to have the same job, right? And what would happen if you lost your job? Well, Odds are your home would come to your rescue in that situation as well because of that homeowner equity. So if you're sitting on a good amount of equity in that house and things really did hit, absolute worst case scenario, you lost your job, you had no other investments or passive income streams, no way to make that payment, you could sell your house and most likely for a profit the way that home values are appreciating and then use that profit to live off of until you got back on your feet. The last concern that we'll address today, at least, is concerns about living somewhere you don't necessarily like. So if you're currently renting and you like where you live, you like the neighborhood, you like where you're renting and your rent's comfortable, why would you ever buy? And there's a couple reasons. So the first one is that we already talked about, right? We, you don't know how much your rent could go up. That's up to your landlord. So it's not a fixed expense. You're at risk every time your lease ends of it renewing at a higher amount. The second concern is... I like it here. I like where I'm comfortable. I like the neighborhood. If I go to buy something, I may not qualify to live in this area. I may not qualify to buy this house that I currently rent. So why would I move? And what I would say there is there's a lot of talk right now, right, about interest rates being so high. But when you're paying rent, it's almost like you're paying 100% interest because none of it's going towards a principal balance. None of it's building you a forced savings account through what we call amortization gain. So Yes, you may have to live somewhere you don't like for a while, but at least you would know that your housing expense is set and you'd be building equity through paying your loan balance and through the property value appreciating and you can use that equity down the line to move up. So maybe two or three years from now, you can buy in the neighborhood you like and live where you want to be. It's going to be much harder to get to that point just by saving money each month. It's not the same accelerated pace as home values appreciating. So when you think about buying a home and you have these big fears or these big concerns about the market, the biggest takeaway I would hope you'd get from listening today is that it's not necessarily about timing the market right. It's being ready for the opportunity. So addressing your fears, addressing your concerns so that you can make a less emotional decision and more logical, financially sound decision about whether or not now is the time for you specifically to buy. Thanks for listening to the Mortgage Reports podcast. Visit themortgagereports.com for daily mortgage rate updates, news, and advice from experts. 